Flat Out RC podcast time. Welcome back to the podcast where we talk all things radio control flight. We're talking radio control planes, helis and drones. My name's Andrew Sill coming to you from the land down under in Melbourne, Australia. And the reason why I tell you that is because we have listeners from across the globe and we always welcome them. And I think it's just nice to introduce myself. Someone asked me, I don't normally introduce myself in videos and stuff. Mentioned videos because we have a YouTube channel as well. Get onto Flat Out RC uh, YouTube channel and subscribe. I've got a couple of uh, recent videos that I've done that uh, I know that you'll enjoy. So get on board with those. Go and subscribe whilst you're there and take a look at the couple of new videos. The one from Wang Jets, the Achuka Funfly videos. Doing really well, those videos actually on YouTube. But uh, we're back for another episode with our special guest, Mario Shembri. Stay tuned for a few laughs and uh, another another good podcast guest, really. But before we get to Mario, let's have a look at what's been on my mind. Well, there's been a lot on my mind. Before I get to what's been on my mind, I just want to remind you about a few things. The Festival of Aero Modelling, five days, four nights of flying, 30th of June to the 4th of July at the Casino Airfield in New South Wales, northern New South Wales, just south of the Queensland border. Uh, this event is going to be a big one. Well, there's some special guests. Uh, Martin Pickering's coming out with his lovely partner, Raquel Bellou or Bellot, one of the two. Uh, I'll take a punt on Bellou with a silent T. Maybe. Martin, you can correct me. Um, so Martin's a, a gun demo pilot, comes out of Spain, but originally from the UK, but living in Spain for most of his life, really. Uh, you've probably seen him on YouTube if you haven't got on to, I think it's Picking Ra- Pick- Pickering RC, I think it is, or Martin Pickering. Just look up Martin Pickering, you'll find him. So the Festival of Aero Modelling, there's going to be everything, a few flight lines, scale planes, gliders, aerobatics, jets, you name it. Everything goes, the best of the best. It's really like Australia's Joe Null. That's what the whole thing's about. You stay at the uh, at the um, caravan park that's next door to the the airport there the it's the it's the full-size airport so i've got the whole runway that's why i can have a couple of different flight lines it could potentially be a third one as well like off the grass for glider tugs and things like that so it's going to be a pretty pretty big event now to register for it you've got to go to the land down under aerosports page i think it's ldu aerosports.com.au and go to their events page and you'll see um it is it's ldu aero sports dot com dot au forward slash events go to the events page and you'll see the registration form for festival of aero modeling there's a few other things you can get i think as well from memory like a golf cart do move around between the caravan park and flight lines and all that kind of stuff and um marquee hire and we get some space in a marquee for pitting your your best of the best models. So uh, get on board with the Festival of Aero Modelling, the 30th of June to the 4th of July. Register now at ldu-aerosports.com.au forward slash events. And there's some more events coming up. Um, there's Twin Cities Model Aero Club up uh, on the border there between uh, Victoria and New South Wales up near um, Albury, Wodonga Way. The Twin Cities Model Aero Club up there is having their autumn scale rally 30th of April to the 1st of May, so Saturday and Sunday. Uh, that's this coming weekend. Um, as the flyer says, autumn is the perfect time to visit the border region and fly in ideal weather conditions. Yes, it is. Uh, not sure what the weather forecast is, though, for this weekend. Um, you'll be able to check. Um, I am recording this before a week prior. So if I sound a bit vague, you now know why. 
what the you know, I haven't checked the weather for next weekend. Uh, so it's yeah, it's a scar rally. Come along and enjoy a relaxed atmosphere with no formal judging or competition. Held at Parker Field, Edamoga, home to the TCMAC Twin Cities Model Aero Club. Uh, airfield open seven days per week, so come early and practice if you want. This on-site camping, proudly sponsored by Albury RC. What a good bo- bunch of guys, the guys at Albury RC. Rob Sargent and the team do an excellent job up there. If you haven't seen um, the Albury RC models shop, get online, type in Albury RC models, and you'll see they've got a great selection of aero modeling stuff. I think as far as hobby shops go for aero modeling, these guys have got a truckload of stuff. So um, love what they do up there. Twin Cities Model Aero Club. Don't forget, scale aeroplane rally, lots of flying camaraderie, bit of BS. Mm. Great catering. Awesome. Got love food. Food and flying go well together. Bring the caravan, fifth wheeler, motor ham, home camper van, all welcome. Scar models on Flying Friday. Concrete and grass runways, fully concreted pit area. That would be nice. Nice club up there. Uh, so that's coming up this weekend. Get online and have a look. Twin Cities Model Aero Club, Autumn Scale Rally. And the one that I'm, I'm just, I'm looking, I've got my iPad open here and I'm just having a look. Um, the, the event that I'm, I've got penciled in my calendar is the Bansdale Districts Model Aero Club Funfly event is coming up. I'm just trying to find the flyer for it. They're going to kill me. It's a mid-May muster. Um, here it is. Mid-May muster, all types flying in. Entry is $10 per pilot. Pilot's choice and two significant gifts from random pilot entries. Pick me. Pick me. Camping is $10 per night at the field. Toilets and hot shower, barbecue and fire pit. Disabled amenities, catering on site. Heavy model certification required. More info called Tony. Tony Wilson. Um, the best thing to do is get onto Facebook and go to Bensdale District Model Aero Club. Um, Bensdale's a, it's a state flying field down here um, that we have. So everybody's allowed to go uh, to state field. So um, mid-May muster. Now, it's going to be held May 15th. Uh, Sunday, May 15th, but gates open from Friday the 13th because there'll be people there on Saturday. People are going to make a weekend of it. Uh, but May the 15th is the big day, but gates are open from Friday the 13th. I haven't decided whether I'm going to go for two days or one. I'll see what the weather's doing. If the weather's nice, I might. got a few friends down there. So come and join me. Bensdale Mid-May Muster coming up 15th of May. Anyway, uh, I've got to tell you about my great days flying today. Uh it was perfect weather down here for flying. And when I mean perfect, it's one of those days that you don't always get. It wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. There was not a breath of wind in the air. The grass was green. Uh, there weren't too, too many people from my local flying club. So we had a really relaxing time. I got there nice and early, around 9 o'clock in the morning. That's when I like to get to the field. So get up a bit early or get up earlier for a weekend. Uh, um Get out there, set up, and I flew my 3D Hobby Shop 72-inch extra 30cc. It's got an EME 35 up front. I haven't been doing a lot of flying lately, so I just want to go to the field, have a nice relaxing time, no pressure, and just practice some basic aerobatic maneuvers. Dial the fingers in and just get some timing up and all that kind of stuff. And it really worked. We had a great time. And it was good to see the uh, uh, a lot of the Australian team for the upcoming World Scale or Scale, scale Championships. Um were there. So we had David Law, Melissa Law, um, Noel Finlay, uh, and they were just 
practicing because the, the scale world champs are happening oh, was it six weeks time or something like that. Um, can't remember, was it June or something like that in Norway. Uh, and so they were out practicing and, and we were just taking the turns to have a fly and uh, it was just absolutely perfect. You know, when you get home from a great day flying and you're sort of buzzing and I needed it. I had a busy time over the past few weeks and so having a bit of a break, doing a bit of model flying was absolutely and utterly unreal. Uh, Saturday, I actually spent time um, working on my models, doing some maintenance, um, which is always very important. I had to replace some hinges in my 72-inch extra because I think I, da- I damaged one of them. I think that's because I hit the top of the rudder accidentally when I was walking around it or something. It must have cracked the hinge, but I ended up uh, cutting all the hinges off with a knife. My mate, Adrian Coro, double check with him, but a few friends have given me the same advice, So, and they're correct. I used a big sort of knife and uh, cut through the plastic on the hinges, and then I used a soldering iron to get the hinges out. Uh, and then uh, I had to find some hinges. I, and most of my 3D hobby shop planes come with spare hinges. And I thought, oh, I might as well just use those. And I actually found some, uh, more than enough, because uh, I needed four, I think. Uh, epoxied them all in, all good. Whilst that was happening, I fixed something on my 3D hobby shop Bigfoot, one of the strut mounts that um, cracked where you screw in. They're terrible design. Do not know why. They designed it that way, but it's a bit weak. Uh, but anyway, fix that up. And then I started, I'm trying to finish off my um, 3D Hobby Shop again because uh, I used to be the 3D Hobby Shop Australia man. I used to import 3D Hobby Shop planes. Um, when they merged with Extreme Flight, I basically rang up Desert Aircraft Australia, contacted Ian up there, he's a good guy, and said, you can have the lot. I don't need to do it anymore, and which he did. And he's the perfect person to do it because he's a great guy and knows what he's doing. Uh, but... Um, so yeah, the uh, 3D Hobby Shop 75-inch extra, I kept one for myself and made that electric. And so I did a little bit more work on that, but I had problems soldering again. And this is with my new Hacko soldering iron. I went back to the local electronics store and said, my solder just won't flow. I just can't get it to flow. I just I need a proper lesson on how to solder bullets. They are big bullets, but I just couldn't get the solder to flow. Now I'm trying different solder and it's not the iron. The iron's at 350 degrees. Uh First time I've used it, it's brand new iron. Uh, so I just do not know. I just do not know what I'm doing wrong. I don't know. One day I'll work it out. But I think I think I'm almost there. I think I ended up soldering two of the lead or soldering leads together that I needed in the ESC. And uh, so now it's just a bit, bit of setup. I've got to get the CG right on it. Um, play around a little bit with the placement of the batteries and uh, just program it, and then. Looking forward to getting that. Now, the other thing I have decided to do, I've got to refresh a lot of my lipos. Uh, I use two two cell lipos on receivers for my thirty CCs, and uh, let's just say that they're getting a bit on in years. I can't get the hold full charge, and they won't balance um, very well. So I am going to order some more. I do need to order some more. So I will. Uh, I have. I've ordered two more, but I've just realised I probably need another another set. Four would probably be good. Uh, so, and what I'm going to do now is I'm going to buy less batteries and charge them. My local flying field has charging facilities, and that's where I fly 90% of the time, so I'll just charge them. But also, I use ISDT chargers, and the ISDT chargers can be powered off, say, a 6S battery pack. So I get some of my old 6S 5,000 milliamp hour packs, 
plug it into one side of the charger to power up the charger and the other side plug the battery that needs to charge and I'm only charging 1300 milliamp hour packs generally or small stuff no problem whatsoever I wish I did some lithium iron packs in a small size because then I'd use them because uh, I like nice and light packs but I'm running two I've got a redundant system in my 30cc so that's what's been on my mind ladies and gentlemen Time for our special guest. Mario Shembri is the man this week. Uh, I met, I've known of Mario for a long time on Facebook and stuff like that, and other people have mentioned his name to me. Uh, but uh, I met Mario at the Wangaratta Jets event, and we hit it off really well. He's a, he's, a, he's a nice guy. We had a truckload of laughs. A lot of memories were made. We'll cover a few of those in this chat. But uh, Mario's he's a mad keen aero modeler. He said to me that he's in the shed all the time working on models he's a prolific builder uh you know ever since he got into the hobby a uh, decade and a bit ago uh he's just been flat out building and just totally and utterly addicted he flies jets flies a lot of different things so uh we will find out more with my chat funny guy mario shembury well we have a gentleman on the podcast this week that uh I know we're going to cover a lot of ground. His name is Mario Shembri. Mario, thanks for joining me here on the Flat Out RC podcast. Thank you for having me, Andrew. Well, we've been playing around with technical difficulties, haven't we? Just a bit. <laughs> I'm not tech savvy, mate. Well, I told you I don't want you clicking the keyboard and you went, oh, can I read a magazine? I said, no, you're going to pay attention. So please pay attention it's for hard. at least the listener's well, sake. You've got me for an hour or two, whoever you want. That's it. Well, we're glad to have you here. Um, and you have been on the list, uh, the invite list for a while. And we uh, we spent some time together at the Wang Jets event and had a lot of fun. And I said to you, you've got to come on. You said, great. Uh, and so here we are. Now, as always, this podcast is about sharing people's stories and aero modeling. And so that's what we're going to do today with you. And as I said to you earlier, I have I don't know your story in aero modeling. I know what you do now, but uh, the journey to get here is intriguing. Where did your journey in aero modelling begin? Well, I suppose always from a kid, I've always liked full-size aircraft. Uh, I always wanted a model aircraft. My uncle, he was into he had some model aircraft. He built his trainers back in the day. I suppose you couldn't purchase ARFs. Um, I wanted one. My brother wanted one. Uh, he got one as a Christmas present that my uncle built him 20, 30 years ago. I don't know how long, or maybe more, 35 years ago. I was so jealous. Um, but my parents never uh, bought, bought us or anything like that. They, they're just hardworking parents um, focused on uh, raising us three, three or two older brothers, so raising the three of us up. So I've never had a uh, – well, my, my, my dad obviously was not into into aeroplanes or anything like that. Um, so I, I didn't have it as a kid growing up, but the passion was there. Uh, I have done motorbikes. I've done four-wheel driving, spent a crap load of money on that. And then one day in the trading post, I saw an ad for a trainer and – Evie and I took our, we only had two kids at the time. I was about 28 years old. Went down to this guy's house 
uh, and bought a Hustler, the OS 46 LA, I think it is, the blue one. Yeah. And his high tech four channel radio. Um, I took that to Keylog Club because I didn't know any clubs at the time. I knew off Keylog Club. Uh, there's a gentleman there by the name of Ivan. And I don't know his surname, but I know he's wears sandals. So the guys at Kilo that know Ivan that wears sandals, he went over the model. He was mode two on mode two. Uh, he took it up. Uh, I think it was the first or second flight. The didn't have a buddy box radio with the cables. Looks like I'm holding radio. He holds the radio. Anyway, you're meant to be about two mistakes high. I think we're only one mistake high. I gave him the radio back and. I went for a walk and picked up our model plane. He couldn't recover it in time. How often do we hear that story about the, the first flight crash? Oh, I know. I know. And it was um, dis- oh, it was disappointing. As- you're nearly in tears, aren't you? Because you're in love with your first model, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so the model was a write-off. We went and bought a ARF. I don't know if it was a boomerang or there was something different, something along those lines. Put everything in it. And then I just hanged it in the garage and it hanged in there for years. And then one day I just thought to myself, I wonder if the motor runs. So I pulled it, pulled it down and got it going. And it's like, man, I've got to go fly this thing. So when I started looking at joining a club, I went, I looked at the Keylock Club. I looked at, was it, what's the one in Laverton? I think it was Mark's Club Mark's, at the time. Yeah. Yep. And my brother, my oldest brother, wanted to learn to fly too. And he lives in Kelmore. I'm in Roxborough Park. And we sort of mutually met, thought that we can both learn together at the same time. And we joined Northern, Northern Flying Group. Um, I think it was like in 06, 07. Um, and I continued on the flying and I learned to fly. Um, my brother, for personal reasons, didn't continue on. He has flown, he did get his wings, but like I said, personal reasons, he hasn't continued on. And I just kept flying and then uh, just got a, just got the bug and I, I haven't stopped. Do you know, we have a very sort of similar kind of story in a kind of way. You know, I've got two older brothers. My parents didn't buy me any more aeroplanes. Um, there will be other things, but not model aeroplanes. And uh, yeah, I know. and um, but uh, but yeah, my brother flew as well, model planes. He's it's probably it's probably you know the parents, the old wogs, you know, they don't want oh, to pay the house it. off. That's yeah. it. Save your money. <laughs> Save your Why money you want something house. stupid like this one? You'll crash and not good. <laughs> yes. But, um, no, my parents were like uh, they were they were okay, but they um yeah they didn't see value in spending money on a model aeroplane. And when you think about it. It's still an effort to go flying when you're a young kid, you know, to get it out is. of the flying yeah. field. And that, and that means the parents need to be invested in it as well, which we've talked about a fair bit on this podcast. But um, Yes. And I had a very busy upbringing. I was involved in a lot of different things with sport and music and blah, blah, blah. And so there was really not a lot of free time to go out and go flying. But, um, it, it, you know, but look, we had the passion and we got there in the end. So you started, what year was it, about 2006 or something, did you say? 2006, I'd say, yeah. yeah, I was yeah, just, yeah. Actually, I've still got my, the, the MAAA had a flight training book, manual book or whatever, oh, that yeah. your instructor would sign off that you can do a procedure turn, that you can do 
know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just looked at it and I was going, oh, there's a date from 2006. I wish, uh, you know what? Apparently, I've seen that that booklet, and I and but I, I've seen it once, so I don't know whether they're still using that booklet. But I reckon it's a great thing to have, and it keeps the instructors following a a, a, a schedule rather a than oh yeah, such, um, yeah, you know, just uh, take off. Oh yeah, that was all right. Now yeah, do a circuit. Yeah, sort of, kind of a circuit. Yep. Um, yeah. How did you go flying mode two? Because I'm a mode two pilot as well. Was it easy for you to find find an instructor? Uh, Northern Flying Group, they had both Mode 1 instructors and Mode 2 instructors, and it's I suppose I just turned up with, uh, like I said, this new ARF that's been hanging in the shed for a few years. Uh, radio, model and radio was Mode 2, and then they've gone, oh, here you go, Brian. Brian Wellen at the time was instructing, and again, you're a Mode 2 instructor, and that's how I ended up with Brian. And it's just been no, no regrets, you know. It's, it's, it's just loved it. That, that's all I know. I, I can probably confidently fly a Mode 1 uh, model, but if it does go pear-shaped, your natural reaction is just going back to Mode 2 and whatever the outcome is, it will be. Yeah. Uh, always interested to know, so after the sort of the trainer plane, what was your next model? Next model? I think it was at the time... Could have been a Cessna, like a scale Cessna. So with 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 learning to fly with Brian Wallen, he was well involved with the Vic Scale VFSAA Scale Association. And one night he, one day he mentioned it out of the blue and I thought, oh, I'll I'll just tag along and have a look, not knowing anything yet about building models or anything like that. And I went there and Obviously, there's David Law, but you've got people that don't get mentioned. Mark Collins. Uh, there's another gentleman. I don't think it was with the Scale Association, but Rob Esposito. These guys built beautiful, big models, and it's that sucked me into scale and it sucked me into building. Yeah. So driving home that night from the first scale meeting, it was... Uh, what can I build? And I knew what I wanted to build and I came home and ordered a plan and 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 <laughs> made some mistakes along the way building, but we can go into that, that mm-hmm. building that model. But I think the first model was a big, uh, like a Cessna, a tricycle undercarriage Cessna. Is it not ASM models? AS, ASM models? ASM models, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brought in ball model engines, yeah. Yeah, it's, I'll tell you what, you really went, Hell for leather once you got into it, didn't you? Oh, I haven't stopped. I know you haven't stopped. You go to your Facebook page and have a look at all the photos of different models and go, what? When did you get that? Oh, there's another plane. Oh, and another one. So you're a true aero modeler, but, you know, you're taken to the nth degree, really. So did you find a direction? Because when when I think of you, I think of so many different models, different categories of models. Um. So, yeah. There's a bit of patterns. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's almost like, um, and I can sort of relate to that. So it's not a bad thing that you see something and you fall in love with the idea and you want to explore that that avenue, right? Do yes. you have one pinnacle now that of category that is like your mainstay, or you're still dabbling in everything? I love pattern. I I, I truly love pattern, but I sort of ended up in pattern to become a better disciplined scale flyer. So if you can fly 
a straight line, do a correct, picking up those techniques of all the pattern guys do to apply to scale flying. So, but I've, but I have dropped off the scale scene because I've I've wanted to progress into the pattern community and and, and get up the get up to F three A. But that doesn't stop me from wanting to achieve something in scale two. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, I'm just, it doesn't matter what it is. If I try something, I'm going to give it 110%. Yeah, but it's interesting, like, that idea of learning or going and flying pattern to improve your flying. Same with the iMac. It's just a proven way to, to become more skillful when you're, Trying to fly precisely. Before before flying uh, scale and before flying pattern, we, we often joked that my throttle was on a switch. It's either on or off. Mm-hmm. Had no no idea what was in the middle and uh, never used a rudder. Never in my life used a rudder. Obviously, you do a little bit but uh, for, for your steering on the ground, but once your wheels are off the ground, it was full throttle, aileron elevator. And just banking yank tore up the sky. Yeah. So, so that's interesting. Like, it, it'd be interesting to see how many people don't actually actively use the rudder. I have, I have a lot of trouble flying a plane that doesn't have rudder control. It does my head yeah. in. And it's funny that you go fly these assassin combat wings. Have you seen them? Yeah. And and you're flying and you you're putting rudder inputs in. Yeah. There's no rudder in here. Yeah. You know. <laughs> It's like um, so, there's, there's a lot of slope sawers that are just ailerons only. And yes. I always went, nah, I need to have a rudder. I just, it's not complete unless I've got a rudder. And then I've got a little phony slope saw now, and that's got a rudder on it, and that's all good. But um, but yeah, but also I think I I, I flew helis, and helis teaches you to use the rudder a bit. But um, but yeah, there's a rudder on there for a reason, people. Well, I, I I can't fly without it now. I'm just so adapt to you using it and not big inputs now it's more of just a just a breathing breathing feathering on the rudder um just ever so slightly gentle inputs yes so makes a lot of sense very very good do you think so you think that that um flying pattern gave you a bit of finesse in your flying absolutely yes yeah uh opens opens your eyes up to when you fly a model, I think you focus on the model, like in that just that little box of the aeroplane that you're, you're flying through the sky. And I think when you fly pattern and once you get, you've got your model dialed in and you're very comfortable, you can sort of open up that viewing area of the zone and you can really see that your model's tracking a straight line. You're not uh, veering off to the left, veering off to the right, not diving down or climbing. So I, I do believe pattern is very... Beneficial for that, yes. That's a really good explanation, Mario. I like that. That's a really, really good explanation. Because when you think about it, when you see, I always thought about, you know, how do we view a flight and say that was a really nice flight? And whether you're flying circuits, aerobatics, you name it, I think it comes down to precision of your flying. If you're flying um, a scale plane, so like when you fly a full-size plane, you're not trying to fly a circuit where you're deviating in your height, right? Mm. Uh, and when you fly a model plane, you're flying through space, you know, the yes. invisible box. And 
we're viewing that as far as where that plane is positioned in that box and judging whether it's going up or down based on that box kind of thing. And, and another thing with that too is 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 to maintain. In the early days, we always maintained or learned to maintain our altitude with uh, elevator. Yeah. Whereas now it's a throttle input more than a uh, than an elevator input. Yeah. Mm. So, so it's all these little tricks, I suppose, you you learn to pick up over time. Well, I think you know what it is, and I've said this quite often: is that uh, when you're flying pattern or even a scale competition or something like that. You have to fly to a different level of expectation, right? That when you're you are trying to achieve something with that plane, which is I need to have that roll axial, I need to pull a vertical line that's vertical, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, right? <laughs> yes. And so yeah, when yeah. so when you're doing that, you're actually trying to fly to that standard. That actually makes you a better pilot. Now, if you ever see me fly my aerobatic planes, you probably see me shake my head. And I'm shaking my head at myself. Like, gee, that was a shocking roll. Because there's a level yeah, of expectation. You can do Yes. yes. You know, when you do a roll, no matter what plane, you want the wings to end up level, don't you? And when it's slightly yes. off, you go, oh. Now, having that yeah. level of expectation actually makes you a better pilot. Whether you're – like, I don't compete, but I've got a level of expectation of how I want that plane to look in the sky. So – and and pattern and IMAC and scale competitions, competitions in general, force you to have that, that level of expectation. And the outcome is you become a better pilot. You do. You do. And you can also see, like, we recently together were at the Mangalore Jets, and you can tell the guys who do fly IMAC and who fly pattern scale, you can see there's a bit more finesse and control in their flying. And there's nothing wrong for the guys that don't do it and they want to tear up the sky, but and, and then they get all their 100% enjoyment out of it. But then you can see the difference between the two types of disciplines, I suppose, the disciplines or... Yeah. You can see it in the landings. I always say that um, people that compete in aerobatics get really good at landing. <laughs> and, you yes. know, you just can tell. They just can bring it in under, under power, you know, and just regulate that height on the, with the engine rather than a, a cut and dive down kind of thing. And they, they can position it. If you ever see Glen Orchard land a plane, it's pinpoint accuracy on the deck. Yes. You know? yes. And that's from being totally in touch with the plane and, and in 100% control. Actually, my mate Ido Segev used to say, I used to say to him, you know, when you're flying these crazy 3D manoeuvres, are you in control? And he said, yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm, every input is me. I'm riding that manoeuvre and controlling that aircraft. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not there yet. I'm just banging the sticks and hoping that it's going to do something. But that yes. was, you know, yeah. years of practice and working to that level of expectation that to the point where he was in 100% control. He did say to me when he fly, flew helicopters, he wasn't. But... Uh, when he flew model airplanes, he said, "Yeah, hundred percent control." He was just like connected to it. So, um, good point there. If you want to get become a good pilot, go and compete in either scale or pattern or IMAC or something like that, and uh, you will know just something with a bit of discipline. Yeah, bit of discipline. But you got to remember to have fun too. Don't get too too serious and worked up over it. Enjoy it. That is true. Gee, you're a wise man, Mario. <laughs> Which is surprising considering the night out that we had at um, Wang oh. Jets. And we will talk oh, about the mini beers later. We will be it was shortly. Not yet. Well, let's just stay tuned, uh, listeners, to hear about Mario and Wang Jets. But um, That's an after hours podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, well, we'll do it in hours and after hours. But the um, 
you've lost my train of thought now, so I'll just keep moving on. So thanks for that, Mario. Well done. No, no, you're right. So so you, your main category then is you've got this passion for aerobatics, right? But let's go through a couple of others, right? Scale. What are yes. you doing with scale planes at the moment? Scale. I've got too many of them to finish. I've got half a fair few, half. I start building something and I'm almost there and then something else grabs my attention and you push that one aside and you start building something else. Mm. And you, and then oh, it's... it's I'm I'm in a I'm in a bad spot with scale planes at the moment because they're all three parts, two parts done and almost ready to fly, and then I'll get distracted and something else comes in. It, it's a common story though. It is. Yeah. You know, you, you know, do you find that the, the start of the build is all exciting, and then when you get to the little fiddly bits at the end, it starts to the motivation starts to wane. Yes, well, I've got one plane that's all built, finished, painted, everything. Just needs a clear coat. <laughs> yeah. that's a big effort. Doing us down the side of the house. That's why I liked our COVID lockdowns because I had no choice but to go in there and finish the planes that had been sitting there for years. Yes, yes. Uh, so, bring bring back another lockdown, everyone. Get my yeah. planes finished. Oh, I could. And then with the COVID lockdown, our work, so my job is went very quiet, and they changed our work rosters to three days a week, and everyone's complaining. I'm going. I've got four days off. <laughs> three days, four days off. Yeah, it's oh perfect. man, I was, I was working away outside. Yeah. Yeah, no, see, that's what happens. I um Okay, now jets. That's the other thing that I know that you're into. Um That's a distraction from trying to be a not a professional pilot, but a competition pilot. A gun aerobatic <laughs> pilot. So um, we were at the Wang Jets event, and what planes did you take with you there? What turbines have you got? What jets have I got? Flying or not flying? Oh <laughs> I've got a I've got a Eurosport compact Eurosport that used to belong to Scott Matthews, Rowdy, Rowdy yeah. Matthews. That was at Wang Jets, but it stayed in the trailer. Um, I've got a, a kit built jet, a wooden kit built jet by Merce. Merce models from, I'd like to look it up on the internet, looking at the computer, but you told me not to click any mouse buttons, so I can't tell you where it's from. Well, it's from a country. And it, yeah, it's from overseas somewhere. Uh, that is a beautiful flying What jet. is it? What is the jet? It's called Next, N-E-X-T. Oh, the, the ne- is that a built-up model? That's a, yeah, also built-up. Oh, is it? Kit. Yes. Yes. The Italian one. Which Italian one? Did you have that at Wang Jet? Yeah, the white, the white one. The Wuhan the, rocket. The Wuhan rocket, yes. Oh, I thought that was composite. No. Oh. <laughs> well, I built that. Oh, did you? Yes. So that was. Uh, well, you built it well. I thought it was so much so that I thought it was a composite model. Is it fiberglass or is it covered? It's it's uh, it's plywood, plywood, um, wing ribs and formers and whatnot. Uh, balsa sheeted. And fiberglass with fifty gram cloth. Okay, that's why I yes. thought it was composite. That's a nice jet. What's the wingspan on that? I think it's about eighty six inch. Yeah. What motor? It's eighty five, eighty six inch. Yeah. What's the motor in that one? Uh it started up with a. It started with a ten kilo turbine. Yeah. Because that's the recommendations. And I watch, you watch all the YouTube videos of the guy that designed it. He had a 10 kilo turbine. I thought, well, that's perfect. I've got a spare 10 kilo turbine. And when we went to fly it, I just could not get the speed up 
off grass at Northern, the grass, given a day mm. where the grass was a bit wet, a bit long. But then I took it to Bendigo and flew it there. But in the meantime, I had a Kintec 140, 14 kilo turbine, and I'd done a turbine swap. So now I can get off, um, get off grass, no worries. Yeah, that flew really nicely. It looked like it was a very sort of precise kind of model. It's, 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 it, is, it tracks so well. It's, it's funny because it's got one of those receivers with a gyro built in. Mm. And it's so windy, and I was flying, and, and I, I think I had young Darcy. Is he from down Sale? Yeah, Bansdale way. He was with me. It might have been Cam Cam Sexton, one of the two. They might have both been there. And it's like, oh, I've got a gyro in this. I'll switch it on. Yeah, I switched it on and done two circuits. I go, ah, okay. I turned it off and landed without it. You don't, you exactly. don't need a gyro. It, it was. In, and the conditions that we were flying in, yeah, you, you, you're well aware of it. So, Well, you know, I was the best pilot there. lasted all about 30 seconds in my flight. Uh, you, you done well. Yeah, I was yeah, doing really well. I, you know, I, was, I still have to record the uh, crash investigation video because I do know what went wrong. But um, well, I've done a good landing. <laughs> the other jets, I, my other jet that I had a wing jet was a vampire jet and it was built by a gentleman named... I know him as Bart. Bart, Bart, Bart. What's that short for? Bart, but Bart anyway. you. <laughs> no, no, no. Gentleman down. He's from, again, from the sail club. He was heavily into jets. The guys that know that in the jets, they will know who it is. But he had this vampire that he built, and it must have been 10, 12 plus years old. It's had hundreds and hundreds of flights. And like we said earlier, you know, when you're, Building away, and then you get an idea that you want something else, and yeah. So I just started asking around, "Where's this model? Where's this model?" And I found it, and I found the guy that had it, and I contacted him, and we started talking, and went all the way down to Maui. I think he lives at Maui, and he took me in his garage, and it was there hanging from his ceiling, and he lowered it down. He got one of those electric winches, lowered it down. He goes, "Look, Mario." I was going to paint it. I started sanding the wing, and he sanded an area of about a 30-centimetre circle diameter, size of a little dinner plate. He goes, I lost interest. So he put it back <laughs> up, and he never touched it, and he had it for three years. Hmm. So I bought the model off him, and I brought it home, and it had everything still original from 10, 12 years ago, and I gutted everything out of it. So it's got all new servos. The retracts were... Sierras that were air that the guy Bart converted. He's a hydraulics guy, so he converted them to hydraulics, which I didn't want to know anything about. So I had them converted to electric. And so the Sierra retracts are now electrics with electric brake conversion. Brand new servos. I put a 10 kilo turbine that I had originally from that next sport jet into the Vampire. Gave it a different paint scheme. And we went to do a maiden, and I suppose the maiden was good. It was a landing that was a bit dicey. Well, I filmed it for you. You and, did. And um, it looked really touchy. It was very touchy. Do you think there was a, as a control throw issue too much? or I, I set it up per the plans. So it's a Kerry Sterner 
Is it the one fifth scale, the mid middle sized one? And I set up his throws per uh, per what the plants said. The the CG is where it's marked on the plan is what the model is, and then I know that when I fill a model full of fuel, it does mad nose heavy. So I know it's not tail heavy in in that sense. Um, so I think it was just I didn't have enough expert, I, and it's in hindsight now I should have set up dual rates to reduce the throws. So if you have if the recommended throws. I can't think of the top of my head now. Uh, argument's sake is 20 mil up and down on the elevator. I should have had a, a mid-rate of 15 mils up and down travel, yeah, just to reduce them. Because mm. um, if it is too touchy to think, you can always bring it back. Uh, that's in hindsight. Looking forward now, I know what to do going forward. But I've repaired the model and just about the well, – I was working on it just before – had to come in and talk to you, but I'm just about to fit all the gear out and get it ready to go again. Yeah, because it's a the vampire is a nice looking model. Um, we were talking about the uh, the um, the landing, which was a bit of a plonker, but it was weird. It was just weird. You know, you said to me, "What do you think happened?" And I said, "Look, I watched it a few times now. I don't have a clue." It was like you said, "Oh, wind shear," and I'm, I was thinking, "Nah." It might have been a wind gust or something like that that, that unsettled it, but um, yeah, well, it nearly it, went ninety degrees. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it snapped to ninety degrees, and I, I got it back to level flight, and then it just slammed down into the ground from about five six yeah. feet off the ground. It's like it sunk into the deck. Um, just got it, smashed down. Um, was that the, was a crosswind, it, wasn't it? Or no, it was a bit on the nose, slight cross. I bit, think. Yeah, a bit on the nose, but then it bounced up and. Actually, if you watch the video, you can hear me adding throttle, but obviously there's a bit of throttle lag. But yeah, um, and I, and I, and I feathered it in for a, a nice second landing. Yeah, but it did do a little bit of damage to the top of the wing skins, which just cracked along the where end where the where the uh, retracts are mounted. But yeah. like I said, mate, that's it's all fixed. What's the so, um, so what are you going to do to it to try to smooth it out a bit? The flying. I'm going to reduce the rates. Just have a different rate switch, reduce the throws, and, and I think just a bit more expo. I only ran 14, 15% expo off the top of my memory. I can't recall now. Yeah. Um, just a bit more expo and less throws, and I think it should be a perler or model to fly and not fly it in horrible conditions. But again, you know, you worked on a model so long and you just get impatient. I, I'm impatient with it, I want to fly it. I want it done and dusted, and I want to move on to the next model. I just can't. I just can't stop. Yeah. I'm just having a look at that uh, next model. I found a website, nsmodelers.rs. That's the one. That's the one. So you're allowed to click your mouse, but I can't. Yeah, because I've got a quiet, quiet keyboard. You're like, you know, thumping on a keyboard, and everyone's going to go, "What's he do? You wanted to sit there and type in your keyboard all the way through this chat." Do you know what? I wanted to play on Fusion and continue drawing a model up and doing stuff. Where where do you get the retracts for that next model? Uh, they recommended the Electron retracts. Okay. Yeah. What he recommends? What is it? Yeah, it's an eighty-six inch span and just a tad over a hundred inch long. Yeah, I really like it. So it's a nice. bit of the deceiving thing on that, and and we we all need to 
and I'm and I'm the first one. I got suckered in when I saw the video of it flying. Is the ten kilo turbine? Mm. It's recommended eight to ten kilo turbine. He was flying it off a bitumen or a concrete runway, yeah. so there's no rolling resistance, so he can get away with a small turbine. It's a bit probably a bit too heavy for the. He says eighty to hundred, but you know it's two point two meter wingspan, two point six meter length, weight around twelve kilos on takeoff. So no, mine's heavier than that. Mine's about thirteen point. Yeah, I think once you blast points. it up and stuff. Um, yeah, it's a nice jet. Can you build oh, one? It's beautiful. Oh, well, you can have a fly. Well, I'm like two motor champions uh, as well. I'll put you on a buddy lead. What do you mean a buddy lead? I'm like. I saw you flying jet last time. Well, it was good until it hit the ground. It was good. Everything was was fine until it hit the ground. It wasn't um, your fault, Andrew, because I saw you had three little apprentices blowing some stuff in the. I saw that. It wasn't your fault. Nah, it was my fault. Well, I'm giving away my secrets here, but uh, I'm claiming that it was pilot error. But anyway, oh, that will be in my video that I end up shooting at some point in time. I look um, forward to seeing it. Yeah, well, I've got a plan for it. I'm just working it through in my head because, yeah. Yes. Uh, okay, so jets are, are really no, – okay, Wang Jets, how good was it? Oh, it was the best. Well, <laughs> Plain and simple, it was the best weekend. Weather wasn't the – Weather wasn't like the weather wasn't the greatest, but I don't think anyone complained. Everyone, you know, you got guys that were flying in that young Macklin Dodd with a boomerang, yeah. all the way to Mark Taddy with that big Sukhoi. Well, Sukhoi, and then everything in between, and no one held back. Everyone flew. That is true. I think the um, it was. I definitely thought it was flyable. It was just when we had a few showers. I think on the Sunday we had a few showers and that kind of thing. We had but, a few showers. Yeah. yeah, I think that you know everybody did a pretty good job. There was no real debacles except for me binning my plane. But um, besides that, was pretty good. But I think the the word or the the the, 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 the words that came out of our mo- mouths most often were the um, words mini beer. Oh yes. Please explain to everybody. Oh, we what mini beer is. <laughs> I don't drink, Andrew. <laughs> Well, that's a lie, uh, ladies and gentlemen, because um, I witnessed uh, Mario drinking um, and smoking as well. Uh, and I don't smoke. I know. <laughs> I think there is some photos around somewhere. Yeah. Uh, we had a few drinks, and I think um, David Garl is to blame. I think he was the leader of the pack. But then there were, there were two, sort of two two sections of drinkers, and, and you were going between the two, I think, and – the mini beers were flowing, which mini beers are, it's, a, it's like a little shot. And it's, it's, it's called Liquor 43, L-I-C-O-R 43, with some cream on top to make it look like a beer because it's like an amber-colored spirit. And it's a really easy-to-drink kind that's, of shot. That's nice. And, yeah, they were really nice, weren't they? And anyway, so we started drinking those. And Mario, I don't know, he got wobbly legs for some reason. I actually did say to you, Mario, you've turned into a crab because you were walking sideways. And then it I could did, have been the bourbons and cakes they came into it too. Yes, well, there was a few other things I think that came into it. And then the next morning, you said to me, "I can't believe I was smoking. I don't even smoke." And I'm like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> Andrew, you, you you left early. We ended up in a nightclub. I heard. Well, <laughs> did, did you? Well, what ended up happening is we ended up in this bar, and then the bar sort of had to close, so we left the bar. And well, on, it started a dinner. It did start <laughs> it a dinner, dinner. Went to this other bar, and then. You went on to this nightclub. So we're walking out of this bar and we had to go past the motel where I was staying in Gavin Sexton and Cam Sexton. And yeah, we thought, there's no way, we're going to bed. 
And so we stood at the back and we knew that nobody would sort of remember where or th- would remember where we got to or anything like that. So we didn't even say bye. As we walked past the motel entrance, we just veered to the left whilst the rest of you just kept on walking. And then we find out the next day that you ended up in a nightclub in Wangaratta. In a nightclub. And <laughs> you, you pulled up well, though. You went I so, did well. Yeah, not so like Tony you know, Wilson. We, we, ended up in, we ended up in a nightclub, all these old blokes versus a nightclub full of young kids. I had a few drinks. I went outside for another cigarette. Because <laughs> you don't smoke. <laughs> <laughs> and then it hit me. And then <laughs> I walked back inside and I had to sit down. And some bird's walking past and she's watching me swaying on the chair. She's going, don't you fall over. Don't you fall over. <laughs> and I said, no, nah, I'm going home. And then I I think, look, it's it's not my fault. We're encouraged, you know, the, the VJAA committee was it's represented not, there too. What a load of rubbish. It's not my fault that somebody else forced me to drink. Yeah. Some, Yes, yeah, some of the committee members were there, but they weren't encouraging you to drink. They were in a fine form. They're fine, upstanding gentlemen that were being very respectful of the situation. Yeah. It was just you, Mario the Crab, that was walking sideways because then, you've got to learn to say no thanks. Yeah, I know. Was Andy like, Coleman with you? Andy, well, he walked me home. <laughs> Okay, now that says a lot because Andy Coleman was giving it a nudge and if he walked you home, I, I could just see this sight now, the two of you walking. It oh. must have been a long walk. That was long. Oh. I tell you, someone's front yard looked like a good spot to go sleeping and Andy's going, don't you go there, Murray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a mess. Oh, so we've it, was, learned. it was a great weekend. It was but absolutely like, awesome. It was fantastic, you know, and... We're all from different walks of lives, yeah. Like you've got your business. I'm just a I'm just a truck driver, you know. Um, and you got everyone and everyone, everyone from different backgrounds and different work and lifestyles. Mate, doesn't matter. We're all there having fun. Yeah, that's the thing. I I love um these events where there's a specific category, like where it's not you know general fun flies are good. But when you go to an event like on the weekend just past was the Gerildery, um, when I'm recording this, was the Gerildery Aerotoe with the scale things. Same thing. They had a ball. You could just tell. And it's because everybody's doing the same kind of thing. Uh, and yeah. and everybody just got on. And you could just tell it was like great gliders. I was just, I love scale gliders. I'm a big fan oh, of scale I, gliders. I was driving up and I had a delivery at Narendra. I'm driving up and I was going through Geraldry and I was going, oh, I know that green bus with the white trailer. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> so I pulled over. I took a photo with the back of my trailer in their bus. Yeah. And then I went and done my delivery. And in the morning, coming back, I pulled up. I had a break and they're in the motel room and Tyson was doing some work. And, and the Dave, bus. The, the, Dave was talking to some some gentleman who I think was a little bit partially blind or something. Mm. And um, actually, and again, David there, he, he he's talking to the guy about the guide dog and whatnot, and it's like, oh, we'll pick you out, we'll take you out for dinner. And they went and picked him up in the bus and they took him out to dinner and, you know, some gentlemen. Um, it, was, it was great. You know, so yeah, I started, I started having a coffee with them. It's like about 20 minutes, half an hour, and then I left and, you know, I'm still still on the clock. I'm still working. So, 
<laughs> had to bring the truck back to Melbourne. So. Well, David liked hanging around with blind people such as yourself. You know, he had a few. So <laughs> there you go. it works well. well. He might be going blind because I saw him wearing glasses. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wasn't smoking though, like you. No, no. Now let's talk a bit about – um, let's go through some of the other models that you've got in your hangar. Some of the scale planes right. like that. We've covered sort of most of the jets, haven't we? But you've got a f- you said you've got a few other jets or something. I have a few. So, well, do you want to cover most of them? I'm, I'm, well, quickly. So We're not here for three hours. My battery's going to go oh, flat soon. Oh, jeez. So, at the very beginning, when I started learning to fly, I went through the, the motions, went to the scale guys. My first model that I built was a Miles Hawkspeed 6. It's a, from a Philip Kent plan, and it's a racing plane from this 40s, 50s, I don't know, but I just loved it. So I built that. And then we had a Zeroli P47, which started life with a Zenoa 62, which was okay to fly, but it got boring. So then I put a DA, is it the DA80? Yeah. The 80 or 85, the DA? Yeah. And it just changed it and it's come alive. And it's 92-inch, big, ballsy model, grouse to fly. And then what else have I got? There was one Christmas I thought I'd buy my wife a 100-inch ugly stick, so I ordered a kit and I built it for her, and she, Evie helped a little bit. <laughs> so I've called it the Evie doll, and um, that's great. So that's got the Zanoa 62, so I had to, use that, had to use that motor from the P47, so it's got the Zanoa 62. In there, that's another one that I built. Uh, obviously, there's a next sport jet that I built. Um, I started building a 100-inch PC9 kit. Yeah. And that's got a the, the K45 turbo. Turbo prop, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's all built. It's fiberglass. It hasn't got any primer or anything on it. I mean, they've got shelved or pushed aside temporarily. Um, Prior to that was the, I think I mentioned it, the Zeroli Panther, but that's been scaled up to about 92, 94, 5-inch wingspan. That's finished. That's painted. Just needs a clear coat. It's got the servos in it. I've got the turbine. I've got the retracts. It just needs a clear coat. That's, oh, yeah. that's <laughs> Andrew, I painted it on the 30th. It came, on a, it came as a Facebook memory a while ago. painted it on the 30th of of January last year. Yeah, it's almost done, you know. It's just yeah, so dry. It's, it's, so it's dry. It's dry. The paint's dry. It's my 15 months old and I still haven't finished it. Like, it just needs a clear coat. Oh, it took me five years to build one of my 100 cc's. <laughs> yeah. So, and what else is there? I'm working on the repairing that Vampire at the moment. As a cover other models, but I don't want to mention them. At the moment, because I haven't been on Facebook or anything, but they'll come out to light soon. What about your pattern plane? What are you flying? Pattern model is a uh, it's a BJ craft. It's it's an essence, I think it's called essence. There's a big movement towards these biplanes at the moment. There is a movement towards biplanes. Is that um, just a fad, or is it something to do with the sequence, or what? But every every two years, the, the pattern routine changes. So whether they've got snaps or whatever manoeuvres that they require, I think a, a different airframe, whether you've got swept back wings or tapered wings or 
biplanes. Some airframes can perform the manoeuvre or the routine better. Um, yeah, but I haven't bothered. Nah, I've just built, I, I, I started with a Mythos 125. Yep. Uh, it's hanging up in the shed. Um, it's a spare model because I know if I sell it, something's going to happen to my essence and I won't have a model to fly the pattern mm -hmm. with the pattern guys. So it just just hangs up there. and Yeah, but the, the essence is great. The, um, why the essence? When I was looking at purchasing one, again, Scott Matthews, Rowdy, I saw his one at the first Bendigo State Champs that I went to. I saw the model. I just love the colour scheme. So that's when I went and bought it. I didn't think about um, what type of wing or biplane on. That's what I wanted. Mm. Fell in love with it and that's it. So I went and bought it. Well, it's, yeah. uh, it's worked out. What category are you in? What um, I'm, I'm in expert at the moment. I've just, just got promoted to expert. And the next one, obviously, is F3A. So, yeah, okay, so it's getting harder um, and harder. It is, but I, I know I won't be a master's pilot. I'll, I'm obviously going to try um, and, and put in, but I I don't put the time of – some guys are putting – I know of some guys are putting. 100, 200 flights a week. They're retired um, and they can afford to do it. Yeah. I've still got to go to work and support the family and pay bills. And well, you've got plenty of kids, so haven't you? I've got five kids. Oh, gee. What were five you, kids. What were you thinking? <laughs> I didn't know much about planes back then. <laughs> <laughs> and you probably, you know, mini beers probably kicked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, no, no, I've got five, five beautiful kids. I'm very lucky, we, you know, Evie and I, all, all with Evie too, which is which is even a, a bonus. So well, Evie fantastic. came up um, when we were sitting at, at the bar at 11 o'clock at night. Mario's talking to his wife, Evie, and she's asked, what are we having for dinner tomorrow night when you get home? And at this stage, Mario couldn't really pronounce his name properly let alone determine what was going to be for dinner the next day. So we ended up handing the phone around to everybody and having a chat with her. <laughs> we were having a chat with her around the table whilst Mario was slurring his words. It was you know, oh. Mario the Crab. But yeah. um, memories. I always say it's just about making memories. It's, it's my word oh, of the year, look, just making memories. And we all buzzed afterward, didn't we? Like, you know, like, yes. it, was just, it, was, it was just a weekend that you won't forget. And oh. Well, I'm looking forward to next year's um, Wang Jet. I know. I'm, 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 I've already made the decision. I don't need to bring a trailer with any models. I'm just going to turn up for the night. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no. I've, I've given myself a goal that I've got to have a turbine running by then. Yeah. So yes, yes, yes. Um, you know, the wheels are in motion. Uh, I've, I've said yes to a, to a, to a airframe. I've got a Beautiful. dear jet cat. Can you please respond to my email? Because I'd like to send my turbine back to you in Germany so that I can have it checked over because there's a few actually there's a few pits missing that i didn't pick up off the ground which no doubt would have been broken that i'm going to have to buy so mm -hmm. i thought peter agnew gave me good advice said send it back to germany getting to give the once over they'll give it a warranty on it as well so i've and my wife keeps on telling me can you please get it off the uh table in the doorway um, yeah i've gone well it's worth more than the table um so the table can go first not the jet turbine but um yes so anyway, so that's yeah. my my. Well, it's good. You just got to keep your finger in. And you know, what? like you said, it's not about 
competing and that, if just just having fun and making memories. That's yes, the best thing we can do. It was funny when I crashed on a plane. A lot of people were sympathising with me, but um, it was it was very disappointing. But in the whole scheme of things, to, how does it change my world in any way, shape, or form? It's just up. You get just another annoying. plane. <laughs> well, yes, you've got to go and work for it because they're not cheap and whatever. But you know, I've, you know, I can do that, and I'm willing to do that. And I've given myself a year to just get that up and running. So you know, we'll just do it slowly, but um, but it'll be okay. The plan is in motion, um, and I'm looking forward to it. So, because and again, I bought a jet to go to the jet events. Literally, I'm not going to fly my jet at my local club off grass or anything. I'm just going to take it to Mangalore and Wangaratta and fly it off the runways at full size airports and just be there with the other jet guys. So that's the aim. So anyway, yeah. and you well, no doubt where you're doing most of your your turbine flying now because you've got so many other models to fly. Um, well, I'm a member of three clubs. Um, so Because the food's good at those clubs or what? Why are you a member of three clubs? No, these are. Um, well, I joined Northern. That was my first club, obviously, that I ever joined. I think that was back in 06-ish because that's what's in the book. So I've maintained that membership. I don't fly there. I just pay the money and I never turn up. Um, and then I joined, obviously, so when I started getting more into precision pattern, um, and so through the Scale Association, I sort of obviously hooked up with Daniel Wheeler, Bill Wheeler, and they fly out Yarra Valley or flew out Yarra Valley. So then when Daniel, I think Daniel made the first jump into pattern and he got sucked into it. So I sort of could become mates out of it. We're, we're similar in that we're both similar age, both working, young family, fly out in the weekend, both mode two. So we just ticked a lot of boxes. We just clicked as mates together really good. Uh, so I ended up joining Yarra Valley and I've been a member there, I don't know how many years now, and fly out there a lot. That's predominantly my main club now. I, I, I really enjoy it. And you can compare clubs with clubs. Have you been the you've been the Yarra Valley? No, I haven't. What I love about Yarra Valley, it's a strip. There's a small clubhouse, and literally, I think there's about four or five chairs in there. That's it. You park your car, you open the back of your boot, you set your model up at the boot of your car, there, and then you can go fly. That's nice. I love it. Love it for that. I should go and visit. Uh, absolutely. It's a it's a private. It's a, obviously the the club rents the 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 bit of land off the the guy that owns it, and he's a it's a full size. He's got his own model, or not model, he's got his own full size plane somewhere down the back. I've never seen it down near his house and his hangar, but we just rent that part. We fly off his runway. We're all happy. It's fantastic, fantastic little club. Um, it's great in that. There's a variety of guys that get out there. They all give us F3A guys a opportunity to fly our routine one at a time. Then when we're done, we all land and then we can all talk to F3A guys. We discuss and talk what we do. And all those guys that just want to have a fly and and do what they want to do in the sky, it's their turn. And, and it just works well. So that's that club. And my third club is GMAC at the moment simply because it's the closest one to home. Greensboro. And I can, Greensboro, yeah. Yeah. And I can just sneak out there and 
have a practice session. Uh, so obviously Daniel and Bill Wheel have gone up to Queensland, Tin Can Bay, and so now I practice a lot with Arthur, and he yeah. flies a lot at GMAC as well. He's also a member of Yarra Valley, but again, we just practice together. And it's, it's just great. Everything just works. So, how, how often are you getting fly, out flying? Uh, I try to get out as much as I can. Um, I have been, I've, I've done a lot of flying. I haven't flown since wing jets, obviously. Uh, I have. We got the. Have you? Yeah, crashed a glider. Well, <laughs> no, you know what it was? It's not the one that you whacked in the back of your head. No, no, I have to pick that one up, which I'm hopefully going to pick up this weekend. It's all been repaired. I got a new fuselage. But no, this is a, a uh, the, the Tomahawk Slingshot 1 meter DLG that I got up my holiday house. And um, I, I think. That's nice. Well, I think it succumbed to my launches. I don't think it was strong enough to handle a proper DLG launch. You had sort of just to give it a flick in the air. And um, I launched it and the back of the boom kind of thing snapped. Oh. So it's carbon fibre too. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll have a chat off air how you think I can fix it. Yeah. But it's it's very light. And, um, yeah, and it just, it just snapped. I, so I launched and then snapped and then sort of floated down had no elevator, but it floated down. Yeah. It was, you know, it's no other damage. The wings are fine. The tail's all fine. Everything is just that there's this snap. I'll tell you what else I've got. is one of these pylon racing um, Bruce. Is a Brewster chest? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought one of his models. What a pylon you know, racing. paint's going for me. Yeah, as a distraction. Yeah, it's yeah. a very expensive distraction because it's really one of Have you flown it? Well, I have. And... Um, it's, it's very funny in that, you know, when we're flying in general, when you turn, you're just nice and gentle and whatnot, and then you're on the power, but you want to turn your back off and turn. So anyway, so I flew it, and I put a little uh, uh, speed, uh, what, GPS speed thing in it. Yeah. I'm only getting 200 and something kilometres an hour. So I sent him an email, I go, Bruce, I'm only getting 200 something kilometres an hour. And I'm slowing down for the turns. And you can't, Mario, something's wrong. It should be well over 350 and you don't slow down. You just keep the throttle on and you just pull and you turn it. Yeah. And it's just such an awkward, again, you know, you, 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 mm. from your precision and pattern flying and scale flying to go and just be a putting your throttle on a switch that's virtually yeah, yeah. just stays on and you do not move that throttle and you've just got to go straight level. Uh, was it bank and yank, you know, yeah. full throttle? You know, it's just, it's just, you can't fathom the thought that a thing will hang together, but it does. Yeah, yeah, they're strong things. Gee, so you have that. You've got a glider as well? I've got a few gliders, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to go gliding one day. Yeah, I can launch. I'm good at launching gliders. <laughs> um, yeah. Or a little e-hawk. Have you had the e-hawk? Remember them? No, were they like a small 1500? Uh, 1500 so I'm looking at the box, Thunder Tiger Eagle, 1500. It's got a little brushless motor, yeah, yeah. V tail. And that is, you know, for the, for the price, it's only, it wasn't even $200. And I think my friend Dominic might have one of those, head of the peanut gallery. Yeah, it's just, it's just we, we, we used to go to the hollow back. Yeah, know? well, you can't go there anymore. Apparently, you get shot down if you've got 2.4. Apparently, so. You need jetty
because then you get the redundancy of non-megahertz. <laughs> oh, don't start on radios, please. No, don't you know there no. are things that you don't talk about on podcasts? Oh, yeah, it's I know. Radio oh. systems. Oh, I know. My theory, I've always said we would all know if there was some inherent problem with any of these brands, it would spread like wildfire. And to date, yes. there hasn't been. And everyone tries to make out that they're all so sophisticated. And I've spoken to people in the industry that work with the different protocols, and they all say the same thing. They're not that sophisticated. They're all open source concepts. They don't even invent all their protocols <laughs> and stuff like that. You can go and buy them off the shelf. Yes. No, no. Look, That's I'm, me I'm, being... I'm a- I'm Anything. jetting now. I love it. Absolutely oh, love it. Do you? Oh, I love my what? Spectrum. Well, I love your Spectrum. I had a Spectrum, so. Yeah, Spectrum's yeah. great. Um, but anyway, go, let's go gliding. We'll do that. We've got an e-haul. Well, we can do lots of I've things, and then we can end up having mini beers at the end of it. I'm seriously, oh, I'm seriously absolutely. thinking, I'm seriously thinking about buying a bottle of that stuff. I'm like, <laughs> And I'm not a drinker. But I'm seriously Mother thinking about. No, I'm not a smoker, but I, but I and I still don't smoke. Where you're apparently taking it up now. No, no. You, didn't you crash at somebody's twenty first birthday party at that bar as well? There was a, oh, I think there was a bunch of young Molly. Molly. Yeah, we're outside smoking. She's having her twenty first. <laughs> so and then, sort of, um, Mario, the crab walking sideways. Well, someone else. It wasn't me, but another. Us modelers picked someone else's drink up off the can and started drinking their drinks. <laughs> you can't do that. See, people, yeah. Wang Jets. When I tell you then, to go to Wang Jets next year, this is the kind of stuff. It's not just about the flying. It's the it's the people that are there. It's having a meal together, having a drink together, and having lots of memories to talk about at the end of it all. And it was just. And you'll be back next year. We're all going to be back next year, and we're going to relive it, and it's going to be great. And even if it was raining, we wouldn't care. You know, we do the Saturday night. We go out as a as a club. All of us go out and we have a meal together. And you sit at a table, you might sit with someone you know, but the guy across the table from you, you, you know his name, but you don't know um, what he does. And you break down that barrier of. Well, Murray, you know, I never met you before. We have to think about that. We're really best mates together. now. Yeah. I'm coming to live we with you best. and the five kids. <laughs> Mate, I'll fit in, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring them. No, too, so I can put you on a bunny lead. I'll take you on the hill. Yeah, a good idea. Perfect. <laughs> uh, now, it's good. It's good. Now, Mario, I think we've come to the end of this silly shenanigans. Oh, um, we've had fun. You know, we've, had got, fun. we've got other things to do, and, and and it's always good to have a chat with you, Mario. Oh no, actually, I wanted to mention something before you go. You, you've got into shooting videos, all right? And you, know, you, 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 different events that you go to, you're getting the camera out and you're, you're out in that flight line putting in hours and hours of video recording and filming copious amounts of flights and stuff like that. And it's doing really well. You're getting some really good views and stuff like that. Give it a plug, Mario. It's Mario RC on YouTube, isn't it? Mario RC on YouTube. I've started it in January of this year and I've already had over 40,000 views. That's pretty damn good. You're doing something right. For, um, and we often joke, there's a gentleman by the name of Steve Johnson, and I'll say, oh, the Japanese guys love my F3A yeah. videos, right? And he goes, well, all 40 to 60-year-old men love my yeah. <laughs> No, it's true. You're going to have a little YouTube stats. So, but, I, I've got- you know, I, I've had it in my head for a while. Sorry, Andrew. I've had it in my head for a while to do it, and it's more. I wanted to do more about building, yeah, mm. and how I build and what I what I do and, and 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 get to where I get and doing repairs and but Wang Jets 
I think I had like 320 or video clips that I had to sit back and you come home and you edit it and you're just seeing it. It's just, how did you say it? You, you clipped the start, clipped the end. I can't remember how you, yeah, how you the, worded it. Clip the front, clip the back and then plonk it in. And then, and then put it all together. And, and you know, and I could have been flying, absolutely could have been flying and had a lot more flights. As a kid, when I was growing up, here we go. I was about 14, 15. My first part-time job was working with a guy. He used to do um, videos for weddings. So I've always had an interest in video cameras, photography. Um, I changed high schools when I was 17 to go to do a photography course at, at, to finish my VC with a photography course. So I've always had an interest in videography. Um, and it's always, always loved cameras, always loved videos and whatnot. And I thought, you know what? What, what have I got to lose? If people want to watch it, they watch it. If they don't, they don't. But well, I'm enjoying doing what I'm doing. Well, that's so. right. It's, it's, and that's, I think, the thing that I keep with the video work that I do now with the hobby and stuff like that, it's like I'm doing it more for my own satisfaction. You know, if people want to watch it, that's great because if people watch it and they don't watch it, it really doesn't change anything at all, really. You know, like if you mm. get 20 views versus 20,000 views, it's like, Great, lots of people watched it. Yep, lots of people watched it. But you still got to work the next day and still got to do yeah, what Yeah, yeah, because what I'm doing is a career. Yes. You know, like I, you know, I do professional video work and I get paid for that. And that's for stuff that I'm not interested in most of the time, but that pays the bills so that I can go and do the stuff that I want to do. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, but it's good that, that, that you're doing it because I think one of those things is people like, even the people that were at the event like to see their planes flying and, and, see it on camera and relive that experience in that great weekend. And it's hard It's hard to get everyone and then you miss someone. And then there's like someone made the comment, that F, I missed the F-111. I was like, yes, so F, did I. No. I missed the F-111, but that's because I was taxiing back after I just landed at Vampire and I wasn't in a good headspace at the time and he was taxiing out. And I was you know, taking – By the time I get, the, you get my model back to my trailer and then – I've turned around and gone, oh, well, he's landed. Well, see, you know, so. see, Mario, that's why I took my electric scooter so that I could scoot between things to get cameras and get out to the flight line quickly because I was taking – I've got like uh, 200 and something still photographs from the event, and mm-hmm. um, which will be drip-fed out via Instagram and stuff. But, um, but yeah, and then the video stuff, it's just it, – it's a big, big effort to shoot a video at an event like that because of the sheer volume of content that you get. And then plus you're trying to have your own fun as well. So, Try to have your own fun. And and the other thing I find too is I'm getting comments where, oh, half an hour is too long, Mario. Make it five minutes. Well, how am I going to fit 100 models yeah, nah. into a five-minute video? Well, it's a – yeah. And, 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 and you try and please everyone and it's like, oh, I don't know. So like, this is what I do. It is what it is. Stuff if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. A, fi- a five-minute video is a very different piece to a 30-minute video. And, yes, and yes. what you find is that people might watch three and a half minutes of it. That's fine. Don't care. But if you want to yep. watch the 30 minutes, it's still there. If you want to scrub it and fast forward, knock your socks off. But it's a different – when you shoot something that's short, like a three-minute video of an event, it's just a highlights reel and mm. you don't actually get much out of it. Yeah. Really. It's just like, oh, that was good. Okay. But um, but anyway, I'm already thinking about next year's Wang Jets because I always challenge myself, what can I do that's different? Besides playing the fool, I've got into a routine of playing the fool, which is okay. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so That's Mario it. RC is the channel on YouTube. 
M-A-R-I-O space R-C. Look for it. You'll find it. Um, and uh, go on, like and subscribe, as we say. Um, I've never said that. Thank you. Well, <laughs> you, you, yeah, because you don't talk in your videos. Well, I think the pictures tell the story. I don't need to talk. I don't need to. Oh, uh, you want to hear your voice. Oh, look at this plane. He's coming in for a landing. Well, no, we don't, want, we don't want that. <laughs> He's got slaps down. Oh, look. He landed. Well done. <laughs> well done. No, look, and then, and then there's the other videos I'm trying to do on building, and I do talk a little bit of what I'm doing. Um, and I have to, I have to, the thing about YouTube is if you've got music going in the background, they will, not that I'm doing this for money, but it goes, you can't monetize your videos and you can't, and you've got to be careful in how you, and what, what's going in the background. We can work on that. Oh, I can give you some tips on how to get, do that. And, and, and when I've done that video of the Wang Jets, I uploaded it. Do you remember at Wang Jets, they had that big speaker with the music yes, going? Yes, the music the, playing. Yeah, yeah. Music playing. When I was doing a film, I think it was Paul McCartney's F-18 and he had the L-39. Yeah. There was a, there's a song going, and I can't recall the name of the song, but YouTube said, hey, you can't monetize this, you, you've, yeah. this, this video because this you've got to pay um, rights or royalties or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's copyright. Nah, so, I'm mindful of that. Obviously, they're going, oh, there's music in the background, but um, most of the time I cut them sound out. And then if it's just me talking, I'm, off, I'm often louder than the music, but um, or sometimes music, I get to yeah. turn it off. It happens in corporate gigs. You know, you know how many warehouses you go into and they've got music playing in the background and I go and shoot these videos of these tech companies and I, I have to say, can we turn the um, the music off because uh, I'm filming a video and we don't need to hear yeah. Madonna in the background singing like a virgin. Um so, um, and that's something I wasn't aware of because I only used it. Oh, crap, so. young players, Mario. This is what happens. Yeah, See, rookie, ladies rookie. and gentlemen, kids out there, <laughs> don't start drinking. You'll end up like Mario. Yes, a gun pilot. <laughs> okay, now on that note, we got up to the right. final question. And the final question is the question that everybody can't wait to hear the answer for. And I've said it 98 times now because, oh, is it 98? You're number 98, episode 98. That's a lot 98. of me talking to people about planes. Uh, what has been your all-time favourite model? Right. I know a few guys have given you multiple answers. Yes, you're a good listener. So, uh, my all-time favourite will have to be my Panther because, A, I built it. Have you flown it? Well, it's not finished. I still want to put a oh, All-time plane and he hasn't even flown it. Because the finish on it is the best I've ever done, and I'm so proud of what it looks like. Um, and I've shown a, shown a few people the finish and what I've done, and they've offered me money for it already. And I was like, no, I can't sell it. How's the finish? What do you do it in two pack or something? Uh, we can do another video, another podcast on that. It's it's in um, just a base coat, just a normal acrylic. Base coat, then I do a two pack clear coat, 2K clear coat. Okay. With a matte, it's a matte, matte uh, clear coat. Yeah. You can get matting agents, but I just buy already mm. matted straight out of the bottle. Yeah. And what are you using? An airbrush or a car? Oh, I've got some proper, proper um, air spray guns, some real expensive ones. Yes. 
I've used the ones from Bunnings and they've been okay, but I've got the proper stuff now. And, and again, it, it's, it's all a learning. It's all about learning. I didn't, I wasn't aware that when you use a primer, primer is a thicker paint than a thicker paint than normal paints, if that makes sense. Yeah. So when you're using a spray gun, you've got to use a, from a 1.2 mil nozzle, you might have to use a 1.4, 1.5 mil nozzle to get the primer out. So yeah. it's, it's things like that that you learn over time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like, as soon as, what is it, nine o'clock at night, I'm going straight out to the shed as soon as we hang up. So, well, I live in the shed, Andrew. Oh, I don't have a shed, so that's my problem. Oh, I'll come in the house to sleep. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all right. Just to remind the family. If the kids Hi, want I'm to still see here. Dad, the kids come to the door and go, see, Dad, I'm going out. See yeah. <laughs> Well, sometimes it's good, you know. I'm just listening to my daughter in the background coughing. She's got some cough. It's not COVID. She's already oh, had COVID. No and now she's sitting in the background coughing. And I said, oh, actually, I saw her. I got home from work and I said, have you been coughing like that all day? She said, yes. So I said, that's about, what, three days in a row now. So anyway, oh, school so holidays. How old is she? 12. 12. Going on 21. Young pup. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. I've got a 12-year-old. No, you've got yeah, one. No, she's twelve. You've got one of everything. I can't get up. <laughs> I've got a twelve-year-old <laughs> and this and that. Yeah. And a twenty-four-year-old and a oh. what's the youngest? A three-year-old or four-year-old? Oh, you're just a glutton for punishment. Punishment. I just <laughs> don't know how you can. I've got two kids and that's all I can. I'm struggling to handle that. And a couple in between of those, oh. just as well. <laughs> a friend of mine. A friend of mine had five kids and then they went and had another one, so he's got six. Oh, but no, like the eldest is getting no. married at the end of the year, so there's a massive gap. Yeah. Three boys and then a gap and then a couple of girls and another boy and I'm like what were you thinking well the oldest is 24 it's a son my son and then I have four daughters after that and it's 23 19 Lorelai everyone knows Lozzie because she tags with me at the wherever I go flying she's 12 and the little one Annabelle she's three and you see sometimes they're in Facebook in the video just doing something and oh well but they're great mate you know just just that keep you on your toes Oh, I want to keep me on my toes. at the same time. And uh, there's a reason why I've got no hair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I look forward to when the older ones do move out because Evie and I had this discussion that where my garage is, I've got a single roller door at the back. And as soon as I put that roller door up, their two bedrooms are there. And it's like, well, that window's going to go. That's going to come a double sliding door in between the two rooms of wardrobes. <laughs> that's going to come out and I'm going to have a massive... Oh, no. Little indoor workshop slash hangar. See, and then the garage to build. I've got this all worked out. Oh, you've got it all worked out. I just want to. Uh, Minister of Finance might turn and say, uh, "Mario, no." Oh well, you know what the other you know what the other grand plan is. Oh no, <laughs> the house next door. The old people, right? They're old Italians. <laughs> okay, when they pass away, we'll buy the house, right? Uh, oh, what do you want to buy for? Well, his garage is there, and I'll. <laughs> put your bottles in his garage, right? <laughs> and then we'll put the older kids in their house or we'll rent it out to them. Oh, you can't charge our kids rent. Someone's got to pay for it. Uh, you are so dodgy. <laughs> you are so dodgy. <laughs> but it works, Andrew, because I'll get another garage of storage and then we'll leave the kids something to inherit when we pass away. So. Oh, see, all sorted. See, you you are a true aero modeler. You're scheming and scamming to try to get your way so you can have more models. And I'll tell you what, is there an issue with that? Yes. 
<laughs> yes. Do you think modelers have a problem? I've got, I've got a standard line, you know, with a few chat groups that I'm involved in flying mates, and they'll go, what about this plane? And my standard answer is no. And one of the other guys, another Mario, said, Andrew, why are you always saying no? I said, because... If I can say yes to everything, they'll go and buy everything and they're going to run out of money. And, and you know, as their carer, uh, because they can't look after themselves probably, given buying model aeroplanes, I have to say no to put them off the scent. Otherwise, they'd buy everything. There'd be an extra yeah. four models every week. Well, now, I've, then, I've been through that stage, yeah, where you just want, want everything. you got to say no. I, I, I don't want it, anything at this point except a replacement jet. <laughs> but then you got to think, well, now it's, I've had me fun of wanting everything. Now I just want Good stuff. I want quality. Um, you buy the best you can. Buy the best that you can afford. Be proud of what you have as a modeler and enjoy the hobby. Make friends. Yeah. Be nice to your parents. Talk to them every night. Tell them you love them. And that's it. That's 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 in a nutshell what we've got to do as people, isn't it? And enjoy 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 flying. Well, that is very, very true. And I hope some people listen to that advice and take it on board as well. Mario Shembury, it's been a pleasure having you on the Flat Out RC podcast. We have to go because my battery's about to go flat. But um, <laughs> look forward to catching up with you again, flying something. We will cross paths for sure, man. We for definitely sure. will. And uh, anytime you want to have a fly, now, knowing that you're a Mode 2 pilot, you are more than welcome to anything that I have. When I'm there, let's go fly together. Rack them up. Rack them up. I'll just bring myself. <laughs> the mini beers. <laughs> the mini beers. <laughs> Thanks, Mario. Good stuff, Andrew. I enjoyed it, mate. Thank you. About to leave. Already packing. Come with me. I'm not really asking. We'll get away to a place where we don't know. Another episode of the Flat Out RC podcast done and dusted. Thanks for joining me once again. Really appreciate it. Thanks to Mario Shembury for joining me. Really, really enjoyed that chat with Mario. Uh, look, we're heading towards 100 episodes. I can't remember what we're up to. I think this is episode 99, which means next week is going to be episode 100. And let me tell you, I think I've got a special guest for you. I'm just checking now. I'm literally checking the Flat Out RC podcast. Uh the Flat Out RC Facebook page to double check what we're up to just so that I'm not leading everybody astray. Whilst you're at it, don't forget to subscribe to the Flat Out RC Facebook page because that's where I put a lot of my stuff. I'm, I'm a big fan of Facebook and Instagram. They're my social media platforms of choice. Um, no, we are. This is 98, episode 98. We've got two more to go, 99 and 100. So we're getting close, but speaking of the 100, we are getting there and I've got uh, another special guest. It's a guy that's been on before that we all love. Uh, so um, that has been lined up but anyway thanks for joining me don't forget to subscribe to everything YouTube get onto the YouTube channel and I've got another video which may be up by now but I won't tell you about it just double check on YouTube now flat out RC talk to you next week <laughs>